Thank you everyone for joining us for the governance ad hoc committee of our board of trustees. Um, I'm excited to hear from you all and hope that you will engage in conversation for today. Um, today, we're going to hear from HMA, the consultants to the county uh, regarding the governance um, study. Today, we're only going to hear a little bit of what they have found so far, and we're going to hear the results and the summary of their stakeholder interviews and a bit of qualitative information. That's what we're going to do today. No decisions will be made. We're in listening mode, and we will be uh, receiving this information. And tomorrow at our retreat, we will um, hear from Supervisor Chan as to next steps in the entire um, governance process. I'd like to welcome my colleagues, uh, Chair Bouquet and Trustee Banerjee. Um, Madam Clerk, will you please call the roll? Yes, uh, Trustee Banerjee. Here. Trustee Bouquet. Here. And Trustee Dong. Here. Thank you. We do have a quorum. Thank you. We may be joined uh, from time to time this evening by other trustees, but again, just a re gentle reminder, uh, Council has uh, asked me to remind everybody, this is not a board of trustees meeting, it is the government, uh, sorry, governance ad hoc committee meeting, and no decisions will be made, but some from time to time tonight, we may be joined by other trustees. Um, uh, I want to say a few words and invite Chair Bouquet or uh, Trustee Banerjee and Mr. Jackson to add um, to a brief introduction for uh, this evening. I do want to say a few words about uh, tonight. Um, again, as a reminder, this we did not retain HMA. We're on this journey with the county, and the path is not our own. And what we're we're about to experience is the summary of stakeholder interviews from their work. It may include uh, trustees and relationships previous to the seating of this board and previous to the appointment of Mr. Jackson. So please keep that in mind as you hear some of the summary results. Um, I also want to say thank you so much for uh, Supervisor Chan and members of the county um, for providing and nurturing a positive relationship with this Board of Trustees and Mr. Jackson. We have been uh, enjoying a very respectful, um, uh, respectful and dignified conversation. This is a tough subject when we're talking about governance. And as we move forward, I'm hoping that we will continue that type of dialogue, and I, I sincerely appreciate that. And I also want to acknowledge if Vanessa Sedeno is on the call, I want to acknowledge her hard work in keeping all of us informed and moving on the path forward together. And also um, want to acknowledge Amy from Supervisor Carson's uh, office if she's here. Uh, I just want to thank you for always participating and listening to our board meetings, some of which are quite long. So I want to acknowledge Amy and acknowledge also the presence. I hope, I think Dr. Clannon will be joining us, um, the Chief Medical Officer for uh, Healthcare Services Agency. I thank you for your work with the county and COVID-19 vaccination process and just want to acknowledge your presence and thank you for being here. Um, now I'd like to ask if Chair Bouquet or Trustee Banerjee or Mr. Jackson would like to add any other introductory uh, comments. Thank you, Trustee Dong. Um, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Um, 
we, we, we have new internal governance here at this organization at the board level and at the executive level. And um, we also have essential internal and external stakeholders. And what is our commonality here is that everyone is interested in the health and well-being of the citizens of Alameda County. We have shared mission and purpose in that. And one thing that we get to control here within our own system is our culture for engagement. And uh, we have essential, essential and valued partners and we want to do our role to behave like essential and valued partners in this. And that's part of what this is. Uh, this is a culture doesn't change overnight and uh, we're continuing on that journey. So appreciations, Trustee Dong for leading off. Thank you. Thank you, Chair Paquette. Uh, um, thanks, uh, Trustee Dong. And I'd like to add that uh, this process has been really collaborative and in that spirit, we want to keep these, uh, this is our second public meeting to make sure that we hear the voices of our internal stakeholders as well. So we're really glad to see a lot of you here and we want to make sure that uh, this process is not, you know, um, the information is not coming in tears, but that you hear it um, as we hear it as well. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Trustee Banerjee. Mr. Jackson? Yes, thank you, Trustee Dong. Um, thank you for your leadership through this process. And um, I want to extend my gratitude to the HMA team, to Ethan and to Jonathan. I feel like they have been comprehensive and um, very open to feedback. And um, it did not have to be that way, but I think that's the right way. And it's consistent with who we are as an organization. We are going to be a transparent and open organization and so I have felt engaged throughout this process, and by extension, I believe the stakeholders. And so I'm appreciative of that, and I welcome this feedback. Um, there have been those who have expressed concerns about what, the, what will come as a result of this, but I think this is the right process. We have been um, in our current model for well over 20 years, and I think it's overdue to just do a reassessment. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the product that we'll hear about. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. Um, echo, I echo all the previous comments of Mr. Jackson and trustees. Um, I do want to encourage everyone, like I did last time, to please speak out. You're in a safe space. We want to hear what you think. We absolutely want to hear it, and we're listening. Um, Madam Clerk, do we have any um, public comment uh, on non-agenda items? Um, no, I believe that they all want to speak on the agenda item. Thank you, Madam Clerk. All right, um, let's move on to item uh, A, uh, approval of the February 23rd uh, minutes. Do I have a motion? I move. Second. Madam Clerk, will you call the roll? Trustee Banerjee. Aye. Trustee Bouquet. Aye. Trustee Dong. Aye. The motion passes, thank you. Thank you. Item B, discussion of HMA summation of stakeholder Mr. Uh, Friedman and Mr. Norris. We're ready to go. Thank you. Well, would you like to share a screen? Yeah, I'll do that. Welcome, and thank you for thank being you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, uh, uh, Trustee Dong, uh, as well as uh, other members of the board, appreciate your inviting us here as well. It's, uh, it's good to see uh, many of the people that we had interviewed uh, as well as part of this part of this project. 
<clears throat> Hopefully you can hear me well. Good, thank you. Um, so I'm going to go through a series of slides here that reflect the, the first piece of work that we were engaged with, uh, engaged by the county. Uh, here, just as a little bit of background, HMA is a 35-year-old consulting firm, uh, primarily working in the publicly financed health space. We have many safety net clients uh, across the across the country. Uh, I'm joined with my colleague Ethan Norris, who has a long experience in working with academic medical centers, and safety net hospitals, uh, primarily in the Pacific Northwest as well as California. And I have a long experience over 30 in uh, California safety net, uh, both with uh, LA Care Health Plan as well as uh, in Los Angeles County government. Um, and I've worked with uh, numerous counties today, uh, Los Angeles, Santa Clara, Monterey, San Bernardino, um, and have done prior work in, in Kern County. Um, I'm gonna present to you as outlined, uh, as you outlined themes from the stakeholder interviews. Uh, and uh, I'm prepared to also uh, give you a review of what other counties do relative to their to their public hospitals. Uh, we were engaged by the county to look at options to improve the Alameda Health System model. And we undertook a two-part review, which is one is develop comparative information about how other counties' hospitals are governed. That's later in my presentation. And then we've interviewed stakeholders, such as people that are on this call, uh, to identify areas of improvement related to AHS accountability, relationships, and transparency uh, uh, with uh, the county and other key entities. And then we've been working with an internal work group within the county that makes up uh, the Board of Supervisors as well as county, county agency uh, staff on this, on this project. Um, these are the goals and just further definition of, of what we are, we are looking at when we say accountability relationships and transparency uh, is how can we create better accountability between AHS, the executive team, board of trustees, and the board of supervisors related to operations and finance? What are the, how can we improve the relationships between uh, key partners uh, for AHS, including labor organizations and healthcare services agency. That's not an, an exclusive list. Uh, and how can we improve transparency uh, there about how uh, uh, operational challenges are handled facing uh, the AHS uh, enterprise, how decisions are made, uh, and how the county is aware of those particular challenges. We undertook a, um, a set of interviews. It was about uh, over 20 interviews and had over 50 people involved in these uh, blue hexagons. They're hexagons. It represent the, the, the stakeholders that we, the segments that we, we interviewed. Um, they were um, confidential. They weren't depositions uh, in, in, in that sense. Uh, um, and uh, we wanted to get uh, a sense of the state of play in the organization, the relationships, accountability, transparency, and we wanted to get ideas uh, about where there might be areas of improvement. And some of that is looking backwards about 
areas of friction, areas of challenge, et cetera, as a way to see whether those are uh, structural, relationship-oriented, uh, uh, endemic, meaning they're just operating because there's challenging circumstances with any safety net system, et cetera. Um, so my goal here is to pull out themes from those interviews and present them uh, uh, to you. First off, uh, this gives you a sense, this gives you uh, the group of people that we've interviewed here. And again, these were confidential, they're not recorded, they're not, we have our own notes, but um, they were intended to be, uh, uh, to afford a free exchange of, of points of view and concerns about uh, the AHS enterprise relationships with other key partners, et cetera. I think it's really important to, um, in the framing of how to look at what's going on in the AHS ecosystem or the Alameda County ecosystem, is to really remind ourselves of what is working here. Um, public hospitals, most counties got out of the business of public hospitals. A few counties have altered uh, models of governance to create nimbleness and to be able to respond to market conditions as, as Alameda has done. Um, but it's really important that uh, um, maintaining a public hospital system is not an easy thing to do uh, in any way. Just the, uh, the, the, the sets of rules and the, the cards that are dealt to uh, safety net systems are inherently hard. What is working is that uh, there's an over 20 year operational performance in the AHS system. Uh, that is not something to be ignored. Uh, it should be understood and celebrated and, and, and enhanced. Uh, part of that is the, the AHS system, which was started and created with a line of credit, there's been a pay down, a significant pay down of the line of credit associated with the creation of AHS, no small fee in, for any safety net system. In the more near term, the move to EPIC, the EHR system, I'm sure was very challenging for everybody involved. Uh, uh, more often than not, when I've when we interview people, that it has been a very good um, step for the AHS system, uh, although implementation is still underway within the AHS enterprise. There's a good set, there's a good problem solving relationships with the county healthcare services agency on specific issues and topics, good relationships, good working through problems, et cetera. And I hear that from both segments different components of the of the interviews. Similarly, good problem solving relationships with the Alameda Alliance, the local initial health plan. Um, there's a good array of financial and operational metrics or dashboard that um, is made available. Uh, governance uh, meetings that the Board of Trustees has, uh, has um, access to. There's been periodic studies uh, about operational metrics that the county has asked for. Those are all outstanding. So there's not a need for, um, I would argue, uh, for um, more information. There are some segments, uh, much of this is tied to your IT system implementation, 
uh, to be able to be drill down and to see operational performance in specific business units or operational areas. It's always a challenge in large complicated systems to do that, but more granularity might be beneficial at some point, and I know you're working on that. Uh, and also, the last point on this slide is you have a, a, a really a relationship with the FQHCs in your community. Uh, I point that out because that doesn't always exist across the across the state, uh, and you have uh, really a kind of a model set of partnerships with your with your uh, non-governmental uh, safety net uh, providers. What's not working here? Um, there's been an uneven performance of the former Board of Trustees and the management to ensure a strong partnership with the workforce. Um, lots of data points for this, uh, whether it relates to planning tables, relates to labor negotiations, contract changes, etc. Um, just in, in, uh, what I characterize as some things good, but basically uneven performance uh, across there. Um, there's lack of a joint operations body to address program planning between AHS and healthcare services agency. Actually, one of the interviewees asked us, we, we had done some work, my company had done some work for Alameda County in 2015, and we, we pointed to this particular issue, and we urged for a local for a operations planning meeting to occur, and that doesn't seem to be present. Uh, in the Alameda ecosystem. The consequence of this is that you don't have a regular point, place to go to work through issues. And how are you taking advantage of new problems or how are you addressing community that transit, that, 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 that transit across the AHS system and other segments of the Alameda safety net, such as the FQs or programming that is done in the healthcare agency. Um, the comment on the upper right here is uh, this was uh, expressed to me through interviews that there was compartmentalized information among former um, board of trustees and uh, between certain former board of trustee members and AHS management. Uh, not a good thing to be occurring in the governing board. I've shared this with your board chair and with your CEO. Uh, by the way, uh, after I learned of, of this, uh, and I'm confident uh, that they see the importance of this on a go-forward basis to, to prevent compartmentalized um, information occurring within your own governance structure. Also, I would say that the long-term financial plan of AHS needs to be updated. Um, there's major changes in hospital finance, um, the state is is on the cusp of implementing new Medi-Cal reforms that are called Cal-AIM. Uh, there's a dynamic healthcare market in, in the Bay Area. So those all are things that require attention, constant attention, and you have to be building towards something and you have to have a, a long-term financial plan. High-risk areas. Um, my observation through these interviews, the lack of a labor management partnership. And what I mean by that is not everything, uh, certain small issues have to be dealt with early so they don't become burrs under people's saddles. And they don't become 
more things to add to a bargaining table. So that's in the most elemental aspect of lack of a labor management partnership. But it, let me extend this concept further. You all know that the work is critical to the healthcare enterprise. It is the healthcare enterprise. You need a engaged workforce. Segments of your workforce are represented by organized labor. You have to figure out a way to move together uh, in order to be successful uh, together. And that requires a concept of a partnership there. The health, the complexity of healthcare, ever changing, clinical changes, scientific changes, regulatory changes. There is uh, uh, effort that that touches the workforce. So not everything has to be a burr. Sometimes they have to be developed and say, we're going to move down this path together. That also means for the management addressing concerns of the workers. What are the career trajectories of your workers, particularly your incumbent workers there? It also requires labor to understand that there are finance finite resources uh, in governmental operations and often in the safety net. So that requires us to constantly look for revenue. That's an important objective. But we also have to look at cost savings and efficiencies where we can obtain them. So this is a high-risk area in my, my The progress of the new board of trustees in the interim management to gain stability is a high-risk area. The lack of a unified North Star plan for the entire Alameda County safety net. Where are you all headed? What's going on? What needs to be done? Alameda public hospitals are unlike other governmental functions. The parks, the parks department, the road department, they compete internally for resources there. The health system has to compete externally for resources in a market environment. And this is a complicated market environment. Medi-Cal, segments of Medi-Cal can be attractive to other providers and payers. You face competition there. You also face many challenges in how do you attract and maintain a qualified staff? How do you attract qualified physicians, et cetera? How do we take advantage in, of, of new initiatives so we fill gaps and we don't create redundancy safety that we can have? can be ill afford. How does the county, the health plan, the, meaning the Alliance and AHS work together? What is their plan to work together? That's really critical, a unified plan. There's a complicated financial mechanism that supports AHS with the county line of credit and permanent agreement. There's also complexity in the Medi-Cal financing for the hospital. Those are not disconnected from one another, and they have a, a need to be operationally synchronized uh, between the county and AHS. Works well kind of on a daily basis, but strategically it needs to be thought about because uh, the county and AHS have to work in concert on this. And then lastly, a high-risk area is your joint commission follow-through. I'm sure everyone on this video call would agree with that, but that is an absolute uh, top priority for your enterprise and being able to come through on 
on those joint commission findings. We put on the screen here some additional points of agreement and disagreement. Um, here, just bear with me, blow my nose. I'll spare you the, the uh, audio. We have uh, points of agreement wanting to see this, the enterprise succeed. We have points of agreement that there's lack of clarity as a role and of authority, meaning what sits at the Board of Trustees, what sits in management, where is the county, um, uh, that we should be working together. It wasn't always this way. That's an important question I think that all of you should ponder, uh, is that what were the conditions in previous settings that led people to have this. Uh, there used to be effective joint meetings. Relationships are important and there's some uh, that are effective, but informal regular meetings which occur. No one is watching over the relationship, meaning all the relation pieces of the, the county, the alliance, AHS, lack of a table for working through the labor issues. How do you work through issues that aren't necessarily the bargaining issues? Lack of a jointly shared and understood strategic vision. The trustees are volunteers. Most relationships are transactional instead of strategic. Points of disagreement is what is the best governance model for AHS? What are the trustee roles and responsibilities? Alameda County direct involvement. These top, those top three bullets are really are, are going to be central to what you're wrestling with is the degree to which um, AHS is closer to the county or further away from the county. That's the central issue uh, in this, in this uh, review. Uh, the level of communication among trustees and uh, the, the financial status in the, of the enterprise and the effect of the net uh, negative balance permanent agreement and its impact on decision making. There's points of disagreement about that. Um, uh, Trustee Dong, I'm, I can pause here or I can go through uh, this next segment of the of the uh, presentation. Um, thank you, Mr. Friedman. If we could take a minute, I wanted to acknowledge the presence of uh, Trustee Jensen. Uh, Trustee Jensen, thank you for being here. And also, uh, recognize Friedman and welcome our newest trustee to um, Alameda Health System. And also acknowledge the presence of uh, Rebecca Gephardt, uh, the finance uh, director for HICSA and newly retired. Um, so welcome. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Friedman. Please yeah. continue. Will do. So let me go on to this, the, the second part of our presentation, which is review of counties. Um, it's, this is the, uh, um, there, there's no particular form or there's no particular model that is employed in another county that is necessarily a plug and play um, solution for Alameda. And this really relates to uh, where counties have gone with their hospitals. Um, some counties continue to operate their hospitals, their units of county government. 
two counties, Alameda and Kern, have established an authority with some level of independence. Some counties have sponsored the creation of a new corporate entity. That's the new Martin Luther King Hospital in Los Angeles. Some counties have transferred their hospital to another entity. Uh, the Fresno transferred the facility to nonprofit in the community and Orange, Sacramento and San Diego transferred those facilities to the University of California. And 30 counties have closed their hospitals. Um, this gives you a little sense, I won't go through all of this, of the differences between a county operated model and these alternative models of an authority and a new enterprise, a transfer, um, and um, where the lines of authority um, sit. And as you can see, in a county operated uh, model, the county has direct control over the CEO, the, the, the operating entity, um, is the employer of record in an authority. The authority is the employer of record. The board has indirect uh, control. Similarly, in a, in a new co, a new corporation, corporate model, like the new Martin Luther King Hospital, um, it is further away from the county. And then in, in the transfer models, uh, the county no longer have an operational role or governance role in those transferred entities. Among the counties that operate hospitals, there's also variation in who selects the CEO, who performs day-to-day work, and how boards of supervisors approach their governing board responsibilities. So there's counties do it very differently. Um, just for points of comparison here, I just, uh, at some points, people want to say, well, how do we compare in size and scope to other counties? You're among the larger enterprise uh, here. I, I didn't include your psychiatric facility in this in this number um, here, but you're a billion dollar enterprise and you have 63% of your patient days are, are Medi-Cal days. And you can see that that is a little higher, not the highest, uh, compared to other public hospital uh, facilities across the state. Um, in uh, when you look at certain uh, governance and uh, authorities within the county operated systems, there's also variation, as I mentioned, as to how the the hospital CEO is selected. It's not always by the by the board of supervisors. Sometimes there are some counties have what are called CEO models, where the CEO is the top uh, uh, appointed official in the county and has line authority over subordinate departments. San Francisco has an entirely different model with a charter structure that allows for a, a, um, a director of health to use that selection as well as an oversight process with a, a public health commission. There's also variation of whether there's an operating subsidy. Some counties don't provide an operating subsidy to their hospital. And some counties like Los Angeles and Alameda have a special tax that support uncompensated care, emergency and trauma care, other types of purposes within the safety. 
There's also complexity about whether and if federally qualified health center structure sits within the public hospital structure. And that's not uniform as well. There's also variation over who does budgetary oversight in the county operating structures as well. Sometimes it's the board, sometimes it's the county CEO, sometimes it's both. And then sometimes the quality in operations, the governing board responsibilities, some of those are parceled out and maybe subdelegated under the board of supervisors. In alternative models there, you can see where the employer record may sit, where liability may sit, who chooses the CEO, and whether the Board of Supervisors has an initial and continuing role. So, Chair Dong, I'll leave it there. I'm happy to take questions. Thank you, Mr. Friedman. I appreciate the presentation. Very informative and, of course, very timely. So thank you for your time and all of your work. Um, I'd like to open up questions from uh, the trustees, if I might, including if uh, Trustee Jensen and uh, Trustee Friedman might have questions to allow our clerk of the board to acknowledge by a raised hand symbol. Any questions from my fellow trustees? Trustee Paquette. Not really a question, but uh, a comment. So appreciation. This is this was a heavy lift for Jonathan and Ethan. It's a lot of data, and um, uh, a lot of hard work was put in that. I appreciate that, and it sort of makes me think of that funny aphorism: if you've seen one hospital system, you've seen one hospital system. So there's a lot of complexity here, and um, our uh, our board of supervisors have a challenge about around picking the right model. So. Uh, again, I say we are here to offer support in, in, in whatever means necessary. So thank you again to Jonathan and Ethan on that. Thank you. Thank you, Chair Bouquet. Trustee Jensen, did you have a raised hand? Yes. Yes, I did. Thank you, um, Madam Chair. And um, thank you also to the, the um, analysis, which is very interesting, but not entirely surprising. Um, what I wanted to ask um, the my question is around the different models and I'm just wondering, it seems like there are, there appears to be a crossover and some similarities between the, the county models and the Alameda health system and Kern County models, the county sponsored models, and especially the ones that have where the county has um, given the authority. It seems like some of the operational authority to a committee or a non Board of Supervisors type of um, committee or council commission. So I was just wondering if we could hear a little bit more about those types of models. Sure. I mean, yes, and there are settings. It's, it's really variable. There are counties where, for instance, the credentialing of individual clinicians in the system comes to the Board of Supervisors as for action on a regular Board of Supervisors meeting. There are other counties where that doesn't happen. Just using that as one point of example. Some of that is a workload issue for the for the county. Some of that is an expertise 
issue, meaning you might want to have um, more knowledgeable parties uh, uh, or people that are closer to the enterprise making those decisions. Uh, and then there is also a question here, which I which I raised about this, that you, you face market forces, public hospitals face market. So there's been work within counties um, to provide flexibility. And this gets at a question of nobleness. Um, and that's contracting flexibility, hiring flexibility. Um, so um, like I'm, I'm familiar with one county that uh, where the board uh, selects the uh, the uh, CEO, but it delegates a lot of governing board uh, responsibilities to a board of trustees that also carries contracting and personnel uh, flexibilities, as an example. And so to me, that sounds similar to our structure here, except for the board of trustees here is is yes. charged and has the authority to choose the CEO. And um, I appreciate that your comments too, Jonathan, because actually the finance committee and the quality committee here at Alameda Health System are very intense and um, and subject matter um, uh, in subject matter um, intensive types of committees where all of the board members are really deep down deep into the details of operations or credentialing or quality or joint commission whatever that might be so it just seems um to me that that's what i was going going towards it seems like that the those counties that have an um either a commission or delegate some authority would seem to provide um that the the authority of the supervisors would seem to be enhanced by getting that those details from from um, other other um, representatives. Mm -hmm. In addition to the labor, of course, that that's also a big. And, and then my final question is: in those counties that um, that don't delegate, in your experience or your research, do those county supervisors tend to have unique? Um, health authority finance or unique health authority committee? Well, that's, um, I wouldn't say that the supervisors themselves have unique expertise, but there are some counties that um, uh, divide the work of their board into subcommittees. You do that in Alameda County, but not every county does. Some counties bring all actions to the what they call committee of the whole. And so in those counties, would they have, a, in your experience and research, do they have unique public health or, or, or hospital um, hospital system committees, or, or are they combined with the, the finance committee for the entire county or the um, governing or contracting uh, committee or whatever that might be? That's variable. Some have uh, specific to the hospital. Some might have a, a health committee that, that might be inclusive of the range of health issues from mental health to restaurant inspections to the public hospital, public hospital system. There's really no guidebook about how a county can organize itself. Thank you. Thank you for those questions, uh, Trustee Jensen. Trustee Banerjee. Yeah, could you tell me a little bit about the operating subsidies that you mentioned? Pretty much all other than Monterey, the county, um, operated ones have and w w what does that look like well there's a complicated array of 
local government finance in California. There's property taxes that are collected, and those generally go one-third to the schools, one-third to the cities, and one-third to the county. There are also pieces of sales tax that are shared with the counties for specific purposes, like mental health and uh, substance abuse and child welfare. There are a handful of counties that do not provide a local subsidy from their property tax uh, uh, base into their uh, county operation, but they may provide an allocation of realignment money, the sales tax money from that. There's a debate. Now, this is this could be a whole this could be a whole course for us to go through. Uh, there's a debate about the nature of realignment dollars, that sales tax money. The state would say it's a local dollar. We've given it to you, locals. The locals say that's a state dollar that was given to us. So it's not really a local dollar, even though there's local control over it. Thank you, Mr. Friedman. Thank you, Trustee Banerjee, for that question. Uh, a question from, from me, Mr. Friedman. How many of those systems have tax levying and bonding authority? None. It's the governing body of the county that has the, 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 the authority to levy tax according to constitutional rules, which require either a two-thirds vote of the governing body or the board, of, of, or the electorate, excuse me, that's the Proposition 215 requirement. Um, and it's the governing body, meaning the county, has the issue revenue bonds, which is debt that is paid for by existing or future revenues, um, and or general obligation bonds, which are which is debt that is issued along with the tax increase, typically on the property tax bill. Mm -hmm. So not even Kern County, an independent authority, has that ability? Um, I do not believe, well, they might have that authority. Mm. This is a good study question for us. They might have that authority, but because they don't have an independent revenue base, they may not be able to exercise it in a, in a, because the market will say, how are you backing it? It's unlike okay. schools. Schools have a revenue stream or uh, fire districts have a revenue stream that's, that's locally generated. Um, if I could respond, I'm sorry to interrupt, um, Chair Don, but actually if, if, if the hospital system is in a healthcare district, then they would have the authority to, a special district, they would have the authority, as the Alameda Healthcare District does, to levy a, um, a tax. Yeah, that's an important distinction. Um, there are county hospitals and there are district hospitals. Mm -hmm. And California law allows for the establishment of healthcare districts, so mm -hmm. one of the people, and mm -hmm. those districts can levy a, a tax measure to support that operation. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, any other questions from trustees? I can't see you, Mr. Friedman. So if you have a question, you, if you could raise your uh, get the hand back on, um, Madam Clerk. Do we have any uh, public comment on this item? Yes, we have six people. You're on mute, Trustee Dunn. Madam Clerk? Yes, I can hear you now. 
Sorry about that. Um, can you uh, please read off the names and allow for three minutes each? I will. Uh, Maria Betancourt is first. Thank you. Ms. Betancourt. Maria, are you there? Right, shall we move on to the next one and we'll come back to Maria. Maybe she'll join us later. Um, Jennifer, Jennifer Delgadillo. Jennifer, are you there? Hello? Hi, Jennifer. You have three minutes. I'll start the clock Hi. now. Well, okay, I'm a food service worker in the cafeteria, sorry about that, and we've been having a lot of issues with the food, like a lot of, um, of the material that we need, we don't fully get everything that we need, We ha um, they keep telling us about funding issues, and I feel like it affects a lot the patients because a lot of the things that we need to have for the menu we don't have available well it's always been like a struggle with that so that's pretty much all i have to say thank you mr video madam clerk uh, troy nixon troy are you here All right, we'll come back to Mr. Nixon. Lisa Mills. Good afternoon. Good evening. So my name is Lisa Mills. Um, I'm a licensed vocational nurse. I currently work at Hayward Wellness Center. Um, I have worked under Alameda County Medical Center as well as Alameda Health Systems. I've been here since the early 90s. Um, Icons County Governance, um, and not in a good way. Our staffing and shorter staff with increased workload. So the co-workers throughout the entire county system, or Alameda Health System, excuse me, has really hit rock bottom. And to say that for the staff to walk out and do a strike as they did in the middle of the pandemic really needs to show the um, county the importance of them to take back over the governance of Alameda Health System. Thank you, Ms. Mills. All right, next up is Nato Green. Mr. Green. Uh, hello, trustees. Uh, Nato Green, Collective Bargaining Coordinator for SEIU 10 to 1. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, uh, what I'm about to say um, is critical, but not of anyone here. Um, the, the, you know, we, we have enjoyed working with the new trustees and the new leadership of, of AHS and things there. We're on a path to improvement, which is encouraging for SEIU. However, um, uh, we have concerns about this process um, that that HMA 
you know, our members have been asking to for changes in the governance pro, uh, model of, of AHS. And uh, we've sort of been getting, we feel like strung along for a, almost a year and a half now of like, we'll get to it after the pandemic and then we're gonna have a consultant and then you'll get to meet with them. And at some point you'll get to a table and the, and we're deeply concerned that um, the decisions are gonna get made before there's actually an opportunity for real robust engagement. Um, it's the, the, the consultant, you know, we had no input in the, into the scope of the questions that the HMA analysis considered. And obviously you all know, if you ask the wrong questions, you get the wrong answers. And the questions were sort of narrowed prematurely so that there was a focus on things that are important like relationships, but the inquiry did not also address in a very deep way, the, the fundamental financial model and the nature of the permanent agreement. Um, you know, what, what uh, our member Lisa Mills was just describing is that there's an experience of our members that, that they're constantly trying to do let, you know, more with less, uh, they're working short, there's systemic structural underfunding in the system uh, and it's financially unsustainable. And if we are improving relationships without addressing the financial model, we're setting ourselves up to fail. Um, and just lastly, I think that there's no greater, uh, more urgent warning call than the most recent Department of Justice report about mental health services in the county. And, um, you know, we can sort of theorize what is the platonic ideal of a governance system but meanwhile, there are people in, in crisis in Alameda County who may be getting some services from the Alameda County Behavioral uh, uh, Health Care Services Agency, some services from John George, some services at Santa Rita, uh, in some cases from a subcontracted provider doing jail uh, health services. And they're not, they, don't, they don't know when, when they're being seen by the county and when they're being seen by AHS. They just know that their needs aren't being met. Um, so, uh, and that's what needs to be addressed now. Thank you. Um, next up is Laura Wall. Hi, my name is Laura Wall. I'm a therapist at Fairmont IOP. Uh, thank you for hearing me. Underfunding and debt obligation has strained AHS. This has caused a lot of cycle of layoffs and understaffing that has diminished the amount of care. We need a fully funded AHS to provide a better health care and mental health care system for Alameda County. Governance should be done jointly with the county and have a fully funded system of care. The county needs to be more involved. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Wall. All right, let's circle back to Maria Bettencourt. Maria Bettencourt, are you here? All right, let's try Troy Nixon. Troy, are you here? Madam Clerk, are there any other public comments? Nope, that's the last of them. Thank you so much. Um, trustees, um, we are uh, in a space now of receiving 
this information and as we ready for our retreat tomorrow uh, morning. And again, to, as a reminder to everyone in the audience, uh, we'll, we're expecting Supervisor Chan to provide additional information on the governance process and next steps. Um, trustees, are there any closing comments? Okay. Thank you, Trustee Dong, again, for, for leading this governance committee. Uh, you know, I, I think back to the, the, the goals of uh, uh, these trustees as we came together and uh, coming out of the gates, you know, this, the, this group of trustees came together in December. We, we just hit our first quarter. You know, as, as I earmark our, our, our short-term uh, view of success at that time, it was one, to hire an interim CEO Two, and this is my view, of course, we haven't shared this, but hire an interim CEO. Second was to uh, advance core relationships. Third was to secure um, the, the contracting for, for our, our labor partners. Four uh, was to navigate our joint commission exposure. And fifth, and again, what we're doing here, is to navigate this this governance discussion. So I appreciate um, all the stakeholders who are coming and giving voice to this. As I say, all feedback is a gift. But I I, I, will, I will reiterate that that um, uh, this is a discussion uh, uh, that for which uh, Alameda Health System is a partner in informing it. But the decision is made at the board of supervisor level. The contract uh, to HMA was made at the board of supervisor level. And we uh, are happy to have been participants in it. And we look forward to the, uh, the analysis of this all very detailed information. And we hope to hear some news about the direction of our organization as well. Um, so thank you for that, Trustee Dong. Okay, thank you, Chair Paquette. Trustee Banerjee. Trustee yeah. Banerjee. Yeah, I didn't have anything else to add except uh, thank you for the detailed analysis. This was really helpful, and I look forward to hearing more details about from Supervisor Chen tomorrow about like what um, you know what's next. And thank you, Trustee Dong, for uh, stewarding this work so well on our behalf. Okay, thank you, Trustee Banerjee. Um, any other comments? I can't see everybody. Um, Trustee Jensen or Friedman, just chime in if you have comments to make. Uh, this is uh, Mark Friedman. I'm not officially sworn in yet, but I'm really excited about being appointed to join you all. And I was really happy to be able to be on the meeting to learn a lot and look forward to learning from my colleagues, both on the trustees and the staff in days to come. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, uh, Mr. Friedman. We've already selected your committee, so we're happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all workers, welcome. Thank you. And thank you, you for volunteering. All right. Um, Jeanette, you want to mute? Sorry. I, thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight, and I appreciate your time, and I look forward to continuing to hear your voices. We want to hear what you have to say. We're listening, and I want to thank my colleagues, my trustees that...
have joined us and appreciate your time and hope we'll see you tomorrow at our retreat. So thank you everyone. We have a motion to adjourn. I move that we adjourn. Second. All in favor? Can I? Aye. Uh, aye. <laughs> okay. Thanks everybody. Thanks all. Good night.